Welcome to Core 242 Podcast, brought to you by Core Community Covenant Church. Now let's dive into the Word of God with Pastor Max and Pastor Trish. God bless you and thank you for joining us today. Uh, today is gonna, the episode is going to be a little bit different just because uh, my wife, Trisha, is not feeling so well. So she's not going to be joining us. So please be praying for her for a quick recovery. But we're going to continue through our teaching. Uh, last last week, we introduced a new series of Fruit of the Spirit, and we talked about self-control. Uh, it was a great time to focus on what self-control is and realizing to for us to have self-control is to lose our control and give it to God to make sure that we follow his will and not ours. Today, we continue the series of Fruit of the Spirit with the next uh, word, the next fruit, which is gentleness. Uh, it was uh, one of those tricky things when, as I, we studied studied for, for this teaching. Gentleness and self-control was surprisingly really close in the ideas of uh, how that looks like. Uh, first of all, gentle, gentleness in that verse uh, again, we're going to, out of Galatians 5, 22 and 23 that describes the fruit of the Spirit. And um, it's, it says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. So uh, this is where we're getting our fruit of the Spirit from. And in this verse, verse 22, uh, 23 actually, uh, gentleness, the word for gentleness in, in Greek there is is prahutes. And prahutes, it not only means gentleness, it also means mildness or meekness. And uh, as soon as we hear mildness or meekness, and even gentleness, we kind of sometimes, um, the vision of a person that they're very quiet and maybe a pushover, uh, I know there's also positive ways when we think about gentleness as somebody who's very kind and loving and caring, um, soft-spoken maybe, even that. But I love that in a lot of translations that I looked at uh, with commentaries about this word, I love that they said that it's also, that some, some of the translators write, write it as gentle strength. And I love that. I really do love that it's called gentle strength but there's still strength behind it but it's it's gentle uh and for for somebody who's a power lifter and a and a biker and all that stereotypes of uh, maybe a macho man or whatever uh, for me i love it because i also i truly hope that i have this fruit of the spirit with me of gentleness to be able to um to love to to take this power that I do have and be as gentle as I can to those around me, and you know gentleness comes in a physical form of how you hold or touch somebody. Gentleness comes with how you speak to somebody, and gentleness can come from uh, just your actions as as a whole. Uh, so definitely, we always need to remember that gentleness does not mean weakness. I truly believe that the God of the universe who who shared his spirit with us and gave us this amazing uh, fruit of the spirit 
would not give us something that is weak, but I feel like as we show gentleness to others, we show great power of who God really is, who God is, who God is in our lives. Uh, we Again, I really need to state, we, we kind of spoke on that last, last week, but again, remember the fruit of the spirit is a total reflection of who God is. And we have an opportunity through the Holy Spirit that is in us as Christians to reflect God to others as we walk in the fruit of the spirit, as our actions show the fruit of the spirit. So to us, it's it's very important to do our very best by uh, giving up of ourselves, again, self-control, giving up our will and following God's will, which is to be led by the, by the spirit, by the Holy Spirit. So really excited about that. As always, I know I'm always excited about it, but I'm excited that the, the spirit of God is, is living in us and the spirit of God is helping us move through, through this life that, that we have, that he chose for us. And we keep on doing it for his glory and honor. Uh, it was very important for me to kind of look at it. What was, how did Jesus show, show this to us before I go into, into it, uh, into our main verses for today, main passage for today. I just want to look at Matthew eleven twenty nine twenty nine 29, really quick. This is a, a, one of the famous passages where we get, um, a famous statement out of it. At least for me, it was always been a big thing for me, but it also talks about this idea of gentleness. The Matthew eleven twenty eight, starting at 28, and we'll go all the way to 30. It says, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. 29, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your soul, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So the teaching, Jesus right here talking to us about his heart, right? He's, he's talking about his teaching, the, the yoke that he wants us to, to take upon, upon us is this idea of gentleness and humility, right? It says, my, it says I am gentle and humble in my heart. So if Jesus is gentle and humble in our hearts, it's definitely a big part for us to do the same. And gentleness and humility or being humble is very close together, if you think about it, um, for us to be gentle, for us to care for somebody as much, the way Christ wants us to care for it. There's a lot of humility needs to come because we have to take a step back and put that person ahead of us. It's more, I read in the commentary, which kind of gave me a good comparison from last week's Last week, we talked about that uh, self-control is when we give God control over our lives, right? It's, it, it gives us a pause for put our will behind and let God's will do the work in us. With gentleness, we add another step to it. So not only we put God ahead of us, but we also put people uh, around us ahead of us. That's kind of what gentleness as I was studying for it, gentleness meant meant for me in a couple of commentaries 
uh, authors thought kind of the same way. So I just wanted to share that with you guys. And that's a challenge for us as, as humans is to put somebody else before us. But if we walk in God's spirit and we see what he has done for us, it would be, it would kind of make, we would understand that's how we should live our lives. So that's kind of the introduction of it. This is where where it was on my heart and everything else uh, was going going on as I was preparing for this. So today, what we want to look at the main scripture is John chapter eight, and we're gonna go all the way to verse eleven, and we're gonna focus on the later part. But I want to read the whole thing so that way we're all in the same. Um, on the same idea of the passage, what's going on in the passage. Of course, we always want to look at the whole passage, not just take a verse out of a of a passage and make it fit our teaching, right? We always want to be truthful to the word. So this is what it says. Um, this is Jesus went up to the Mount of Olives. At dawn, he appeared again in the temple courts where all the people gather around him, and he sat down to teach them. The teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought in a woman caught in adultery. They made her stand before the group and said to Jesus, Teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. In the law, Moses commanded us to stone such woman. Now what do you say? They were using this question as a trap in order to have a basis to, for accusing him. But Jesus bent down and started to write on the ground with his finger. When they kept on questioning him, he straightened up and said to them, If any of you is without sin, let him be the first to throw a stone at her. Again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. At this, those who heard began to go away one at a time, the older ones first, until only Jesus was left, with women, with women still standing there. Jesus straightened up and asked her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? No one, sir, she said. Then neither do I condemn you, Jesus declared. Go now and leave your lives of sin. So this is a very powerful um, passage because it, it is a huge one. I mean, not only we're talking about adultery, not only we talk about the law of Moses, not only we're talking about stoning here, uh, we're also seeing an amazing love and grace and mercy and forgiveness and gentleness, of course. That's why I brought up this. Uh, verses, of course. So I want to just look at the last last part of this passage, starting with verse six. What can we learn from Jesus about gentleness? Well, as we can see right away, when they brought brought her to Jesus and they started questioning them, um, verse six says they were using this question as a trap in order to have a basis for accusing him. But Jesus bent down and started to write on the ground with his finger. So the first thing I, I really want to focus on is that there's self-control. He paused. I feel like at this point, if you if you read this, and if you read other, other passages beforehand, Jesus did not need to pause. Jesus is all-knowing. He could have blasted them right away. He could have answered the questions correctly. He could have quoted the the law of Moses. He could have 
pointed out each and every one of their sins right away in front of everybody. But no, he paused. He paused because he had self-control. He paused because he knew that this was not God's will for him to just fire things out at the people to be aggressive or anything like that at this situation. He had self-control. The other thing is, is the next point is I want you guys to look at. He understood God's will. He understood God's will. He the second in verse seven it says, "If any of you without sin, let him be the first to throw a stone at her." He paused and he knew what God's will for the situation was. It was a point where he's going to teach something to these men who brought this woman to. Nothing would have happened if he would have threw a stone at her. Nothing would have happened if he started accusing them. But it was God's will for them to learn something right here. And he took the time to remind them that none of them are without sin. Again, he didn't have to call out their sins in front of everybody. All he had to do is just follow God's will and teach them something. This was a time for them to self-reflect. This is a time for them to look towards their heart, let God examine them, let God convict them and what they were doing, and let God do his work. Jesus knew after he had the self-control that there was something for these people. God had a plan for these people. And that is an amazing part of this. Verse 9 shows that at this, those who heard began to go away one at a time. The older one first until only Jesus was left with a woman still standing there. They learned something. They figured something out. There was a conviction of the spirit that was inside of them that taught them something right there at that. That's an important part. I feel we, we I really want to focus on that because when something happens to us, somebody says something, somebody does something to us, we want to fire back at them, right? We want to uh, get angry at them. We want to justify who we are. We want to protect our pride and protect who we are. And we miss out on what God is trying to do in this. What we need to find out what is more beneficial for us to stand our ground or if it's for us to do what God's will for us in this situation is and let the, the spirit and let God work in this situation and work through those people that their life might change, their life might get closer to God, that their life might um, bring them closer to the relationship with Jesus Christ. That is something we need to pause before we respond, right? We talked, we talked about last week about reacting and responding. React, that's what we do right away, right? Normally, that's our emotional, that's our flesh. Responding is after when we have our flesh under control, right? Self-control. Um, so we have our self-control. We took the first step and we paused. We gave God's the authority and control of our lives. Next thing is now how we're going to respond. We're going to respond with 
gentleness, we're going to respond with what God wants from us in this situation, what God wants from the people who have offended you or wronged you or whatever else they did. We pause. We speak the way God wants us to speak. We act the way God wants us to act, not for our benefit, but for the benefit of the Lord and for the benefit of those that are around us so that God would get all the glory. The next verse, it talks about Jesus straightened up and asked her, woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? No one, sir, she said. Then neither do I condemn you. Right there, you see gentleness and grace and love and forgiveness. What, what people don't realize by by his statement, if anyone you any of you without sin, let him be the first to throw a stone at her. Technically, don't quote me on this, but technically, Jesus had the right to throw the stone because he was without sin. But he did not choose to use that power for that. He chose to forgive her. He chose to be so gentle to her because I know at this place she was so vulnerable and so much pain and he just loved on her. Even though he had the power and the authority to condemn her, he chose not to condemn her. He chose love. He chose gentleness. The other point that I want to show you guys where it says that neither do I condemn you is that only God condemns. We don't have the right to condemn somebody if they cut you off, if they said something mean about you. We don't have the right to condemn them, to punish them. Only God, only God can condemn somebody. It is not up to us. It's like we've taught before. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord, not you. So we need to remember that. Lastly, that last last statement he says, he says, go now and leave your life of sin. There's a purpose in gentleness. Just like Jesus taught the Pharisees or those who brought, uh, yeah, the Pharisees, teachers of the law, and the Pharisees brought him and he taught them something about sinful nature that we all all of us are without uh, with sin. He also taught her something. In this gentle time, in this in time of forgiveness and love, he taught her that now, now that there's forgiveness, now that there's knowledge, uh, gentleness. Now it's time for her to be free from the sin that she was living in, and it's time for her to live life not of sin but of holiness she learned god's love in this time a lot of times i truly believe if we put our pride aside if we put our anger aside and we are gentle towards those who wrong us they will see they will see god's love in us they will see god in us they will walk away and it's like, man, there's no way that somebody would do that. 
Why did they forgive me? Why were they so kind with me? Why they were so gentle with me? Oh, they're Christians. That's what, man, that's going to make them want to learn about this God. Not about who you are, but what you have reflected through the Holy Spirit, because otherwise you probably wanted to do something bad. So those are the couple of points that it was really on my heart to share uh, that Jesus kind of showed us. Number one, again, that you need to have self-control for us to respond correctly. We need to see God's will in the situation, not our will, but God's will. We need to show gentleness. When we speak to people, we need to speak with gentleness. We need to remember that condemnation only comes from God, not from us. We should not condemn nobody. And remember with every opportunity that comes our way that frustrates us or angers us or anything like that, there's opportunity to show God's love to people, that through our gentleness, God will be seen. God's love will be seen through our self-control. God's love will be seen. As we show those fruit of the spirits, as we go through them, through our teaching, God's love will be seen. And not only is going to show to those who don't believe in, in God, those who do believe in God will be also, will learn from it. Just a quick testimony um, in 2019, August of 2019, I was in a motorcycle accident. A person absolutely hit me from a side. I flipped over their car, landed landed on the, on the ground, did a couple of somersaults, got up. Thankfully, God absolutely protected me through the whole ordeal. Uh, my motorcycle was trashed. The guy's car was trashed. And uh, I remember standing there absolutely um, shocked, trying not to go into a shock. And the guy comes out of his car after he hit me and then dragged my motorcycle for another couple of feet. He came out and started yelling at me of how wrong I was. And I remember that point, I kind of, and I'll be absolutely transparent with you guys. I looked at my helmet that was in my hand and I was looking at him and for a second, the thought of violence crossed my mind, but I had to show self-control. And instead of me yelling back, I, I, with concern, I asked him if he was okay, he was, he was hurt. They told him that I was a trained medic, uh, first, first responder, if I could help him in any way. And of course he was fine because he was inside a car. Um, but after everybody cooled off, uh, police and ambulance came back, came and they checked me out and everything else. I was able to pray for that young man. And uh, he was able to ask me questions about my faith. And I don't know how much that influ influenced him because I didn't get to see him or talk to him after that ever again. But I know um, the brothers that were with me who saw me get hit and then were there when I prayed for that kid. Um, they were blessed, not because of me, not because of what I did, but because the spirit let me be able to love on this kid and um, pray for him and remind him of how good God is. And uh, I pray that, that you, as you guys are leaning on these 
fruit of the spirit on the holy spirit that you would find yourself denying your flesh and following him and following what god wants from you and it's not going to be easy it's hard to battle it's hard to battle our flesh it's hard to um not to put ourselves first that's how we survive sometimes but uh my challenge is and when we were talking about this in our church our challenge my challenge is that that would be your first response that gentleness will be your first response that self-control is going to be first response that love is your first response it's not frustration or anger or violence uh, but the fruit of the spirit would be the first thing that comes out um, so I pray that these words would be was a blessing to you. Again, please keep on praying for our church. Keep praying for our Pastor Trish. Um, again, if you guys would like to get in touch with us, please email us. If you have any questions, concerns, or just prayer requests, if you would like to see visit us, visit our church. If you're in the Chicago area, we're at 3350 North Harlem Avenue. We meet at 530. Service starts at 6. And uh, pray that you will have a blessed week and that you will have an opportunity to show gentleness to somebody. Just remember you are loved and covered in prayer. Thank you for spending time with us during this episode. We pray that this teaching blessed you and brought you closer to understanding God. If you'd like to contact us, please email us at corechurch242 at gmail.com. Until next time, know you are loved and covered in prayer.